0: Hi, this is Hundred Days Ago Pasta. <laughs> when you don't know the name of your own podcast. And
1: it is a year ago pasta.
0: <laughs> wow, this is going well already. Wow. Let me try this again. Hi, this is Hundred Days. Of... Ago <laughs> It's not going well. All right. Hi, this is Hundred. I can't.
1: Just I one can more time. it more You do it. <laughs> All right. Go.
0: All right. Ready? hmm Count me down.
1: Five, <laughs> four, three, just get out of your All head. All right, I, I know, I know. Get in your head. Just say it.
0: Okay, got it. You
1: don't need to rehearse it. Just say it.
0: Oh. Go. Hi. This is 100 Days of Year podcast. Our podcast, well, because you need another podcast. My name is Jeremy Robondo. I'm here with my best friend in the whole wide universe, Becky Fouché. And this is episode 10, entitled, Honestly. (laughs)
1: You're
0: not supposed to laugh after the title call. All right, so this podcast, for those of you who are new, and we hope there are many of you who are, is just a revisiting of our conversation that Becky and I have had over the years. And we just hope that those of you who are listening will get something out of it and uh, be able to participate with us in this discussion that we're having today.
1: Principles of Relationship Interpretation, Part 10. Happier and better relationships are the products of gratitude. Maybe it's time to focus on what we know to be true, and that is, we just feel better when we are not anxious, worried, scared, unconfident, depressed, and the list goes on. So how do we get there? How do we get to that point? That question is super difficult and has plagued many minds much more gifted than ours. What we have both discovered, and this is no mystery, is that gratitude and thankfulness can completely change our orientation toward life. Gratitude puts us in touch with positive emotions. Those positive emotions release endorphins and lower your stress hormone, cortisol. Gratitude is strongly associated with greater happiness, greater fulfillment, and an overall better life. Gratitude promotes a lower resting heartbeat, overall clearer thinking, and contributes to a greater ability to have a more deliberate positive response when exposed to negative stimulus. Most of us have heard versions of all of these gratitude facts just mentioned, but how do you do it? Like, how do you do gratitude? Seriously, we know gratitude helps, but what does it mean to be grateful? This is not a dumb question. It means you simply articulate, whether in written or verbal form, what you are thankful for. And if you do not feel it, like you know what you should be thankful for, but just do not feel it, then you go ahead and start writing those things you know you should be thankful for, or you just start speaking about those things you know you should be thankful for. And believe it or not, those positive emotions the experts tell us we will have almost always follow. A friend of mine told me once about a gratitude journal he bought. I asked him how it was going and if that was helpful. He said, I don't know. I am not ready to be grateful yet. Do not be like my friend.
0: So I don't really think we're going to say anything new. I mean, not really. Not with gratitude. I think most people who would listen or feel similarly to us know that gratitude is always a good idea. I, I, I just think that gratitude is hard to know how to do sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like anything else. It's like any other discipline. And sometimes the discipline is like doing what you know to do when you want to do the, exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So I shouldn't be eating pizza, but all I want to do is is what? Eating as many pieces of pizza as I can <laughs> stuff down my gullet. Because, okay, you have all now are exposed to my personal weakness. But... <laughs> But I think I think it's kind of like that. So I don't think that gratitude is, is a mystery. I mean, I, I think maybe the science behind it is a mystery to you and me. I don't think we know exactly what goes on, but I think it, it's more or less true that when we express gratitude, we feel better. And I think it's expressing gratitude when we feel awful or when we don't want to be thankful. I think that's when it's most difficult.
1: Yeah. Plus, I think it kind of feels tiring to um, to the worried soul to think about and try to contextualize this abstract idea like how do I be grateful how can I focus on something that's abstract and that I you know it's intangible and how do I how do I you know put my energy towards that Uh, in in spite of like all of these other horrible situations that are going on in my life like now I have to go the extra mile and think abstractly about something Mm -hmm. I just think that can sometimes be exhausting
0: it's like, it's like when someone says to you, don't be upset or be happy.
1: Yeah. And you're like, how do I contextualize this positive emotion in spite of my current mm-hmm. horrible situation?
0: Cause we're feelers, you know, we feel it all the way, mm-hmm. even if it's not that big of a deal. I think it's especially funny. Like you and I will talk about how something like we'll, the equivalent of stubbing our toe, you know, nothing big, but it just makes us so angry or, you know, or <laughs> something, you know, something happens that's not quote unquote that big of a deal it just makes us so sad it causes us to have the most extreme of emotional reactions
1: yeah
0: you know i'm not sure why i'm saying that insofar as what it means to be grateful but i know that sometimes being grateful feels like it's negatively impacted by feeling precisely those things
1: yeah I think being being grateful is a choice and you have to choose, you have to choose every day to, um, to find what's positive in your situation, especially when you're, when you're in a, you know, an unfavorable one. I think it's doubly as important at that point. Why do you think that is? Why is it important to be grateful when you're in a difficult spot?
0: I don't know. I think for me, it's like I feel most like myself when I'm not ruled by negative emotions, when I'm not ruled by anger, when I'm not ruled by being, quote unquote, upset. I I feel like I need to get back to the best version of myself. And that's when I'm not necessarily happy, but when I'm in control and not ruled by Mm. anger. You know, you and I have had a lot of conversations about anger. Um, (laughs) And maybe that's a separate episode someday, but it's just certain emotions feel like they're easier to feel than others. And sometimes it's just very easy to feel angry. Um, and I think maybe to a degree of success of trying to let that emotion go, of being more quickly able to let anger dissipate and evaporate and kind of like watch the emotion come in and then watch it disappear. I don't know. I I think part of that may be hooked to gratitude Mm -hmm. because I think for myself and by, I'm certainly not patting myself on the back. Although I I will admit in recent years, I feel like I'm better, better at letting the anger go sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I don't think that makes me a better person. I just, I feel like a better version of myself and I let that happen. But I think part of it is like when it comes in, I realize, you know what? My life is good. Yeah. I, I, there's so much for me to be thankful for. I've got relationships I love. I've got things that I do that I love. And I'm not going to be ruled by this, this moment. Right. Whether it's someone who says something that makes me angry, whether it's a situation that occurs that makes me angry, I didn't get something I wanted, or, you know, I think we can all think of the things that make us angry. I, I always think it's usually dumb stuff. <laughs> you know, it's usually stuff that we probably shouldn't be as angry about. I think sometimes anger is an indulgence. type of Mm -hmm. you know element of some some luxury we can indulge in when Mm -hmm. life isn't that bad like in a crisis i think we would be less angry but in that moment where it doesn't affect us very much we can get really angry but
1: well i think what you're saying is that anger is an emotion that's activated in retrospect which is therefore not constructive
0: like so 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 what what i mean mean
1: is i think it's really it's really easy to be angry for two reasons to, uh, for things that you cannot control
0: mm-hmm.
1: so something that's happened in the past and also like the actions of someone else and like you can't you can't <laughs> you can't really change those two things I just think it's I think it's easier to be angry over things that are out of your control otherwise if they're in your control you change them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they have to be active they have to be present right mm-hmm. we can't change anything that's happened in the past and I think that's I think that's why it's easy to be angry about about things that happened in the past because we, we want to be able to change them.:
0: Yeah. So now this is really interesting. It kind of feels like it's turning into an episode about anger.: <laughs> No, but I think, I think maybe we're just discovering in this conversation, you know kind of a, kind of a, a backward entrance into this conversation about anger that we've, that we've talked about. You know, no, we've talked about anger a lot, but I don't think we've ever really hooked it up directly to gratitude. But I, but I think that's, that's really, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking and I'm noticing that it's, it's gratitude, which helps me to kind of like, let go of the anger quicker.
1: Mm. So, yeah. So, so being thankful, being grateful doesn't change anything, right? It doesn't, it doesn't dismantle the situation or rearrange it. Or divert parts of it. It, I think it just allows you to focus on what is true, what is stable, what is worthy, what is excellent. I think it changes your perspective at that point.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. sure.
1: But it certainly doesn't change the situation at all.
0: No, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Like a perspective change and attitudinal adjustment is is I think what, what gratitude ends up becoming. It's like, yes, it's the thing that we should be all the time, but I think a lot of times we use it, and I think rightly so, as a way of kind of snapping back into some type of reality that is our truer or our, our the version of ourself we want to encounter mm-hmm. more often. I love that. And we you know we use it as a way to you know, right, right the ship, correct our path. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I feel I I do it. Like, you know, anyone who's listened to the podcast knows that one of the things that we think is important is this expression of gratitude that we do at the end. And, and it's not to teach anybody any lesson, you know, any listener, any lesson. It's, it's really kind of a public, gosh, uh, I'm going to use a word that I don't like the, you know, the encumbrance associated with it, but I'm going to like, it's kind of like a, like a, like a kind of a testimonial type of, of, of artifice that we're using to kind of. Mm -hmm. emphasize the thing that's really, really important to us. And it's like, and it's not because we're like virtue signaling that gratitude is the thing we do. It's like kind of reminding ourselves (laughs) that if we're not, we're not grateful, we fall.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, we, we fail, we lose sight of what's truly meaningful in life. So really, I use it as a corrective measure a lot. I'm just like, you know, look, right. whether it's anger, depression, whatever other prevailing or, you know, emotion that interrupts, my my gratitude emotions you know it's just Mm. gratitude as a way of like really writing myself
1: i love that i think yeah i think you can totally use um gratitude as a as a corrective measure that manifests itself in painful situations and like you said it serves as a mechanism for for centering yourself or for writing yourself um but i think it also like it also works as a corrective measure when you're in the best situation you've ever been in because you really, it it allows you to step away from the good situation and kind of zoom out and say, you know, I'm really thankful that I'm here. I'm really thankful and kind of, I don't know. I think it kind of makes you, makes you humble.
0: Do you think it's kind of almost sounds like you're saying you're enhancing your positive experience by recognizing how truly wonderful it is. Or am I getting that wrong?
1: I think, I mean, I think that is, I think that is a facet, but I I think it's more than that. I think it's, like, it's realizing, like, how, how so many things in your life are are out of your control, whether they be good or bad. And um, I think the humility piece is, like, I think it can definitely enhance the good situation, but I also think it's kind of, like, almost scary. Because I think in some of those moments you realize, like, I was at the mercy of somebody else mm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's, it's humbling in a, in a wonderful way. But I think,
0: no, that, I mean, I, I, yeah. think, I
1: think sometimes it can be, it can be humbling. That makes sense. I think it
0: works both ways. Well, I mean, regardless, I think having a shortage of, of gratitude is a problem and having a, you know, a, a bounty of it is probably a great thing. Yeah. So, so this is something we don't often do. We don't often talk about like current events or, you know, what's going on in the world or what month it is or what we're <laughs> doing. But like August is like this transition month, you know, cause it's kind of like everyone's going back to school. Yeah. Everyone's kind of going back to whatever they feel normal is. You know what I mean? Yes. People have gone to work and, you know, and you know, people work here all all year round. But like, if you were fortunate enough to have a vacation in this, during the time that we're having COVID. um, You know, life is beginning to become whatever it was before everything started Mm -hmm. becoming different. Now I know that sounds cryptic and kind of vague, but you know, we had COVID hit in March and then we kind of had a kind of a version of a summer and people kind of had a version of getting back to whatever normal was. Mm -hmm. So like, what is great gratefulness or gratitude mean now? Like what, is going on in people's psyches now that that gratitude is probably an extremely good idea to have
1: i love that i love that question
0: i feel like there's a whipping up like Mm -hmm. for me it's like oh i'm starting to think of all the things that i need to do again and the new stuff that i need to accomplish that i either didn't accomplish the last time around it's just like i don't know august and september feels like okay let's get going again yeah
1: well, I think it just definitely allows you to think about what's important. You know, like what it what are you, what's important about your life? What are the, what are the things of value or the things that are lasting, and somewhat permanent in your life? And I, I certainly am, of course, not the type of person that believes that COVID was meant to be here so that we could all learn a lesson. It's not what I'm saying, but I mean. I think being grateful is also synonymous with looking at a situation and gleaning lessons. I, I, I think they work hand in hand. So, I mean, I think during this, this time of national shutdown, it's we have, a, we have a, a duty to think about what we do have in our life that's permanent, what we do have in our life that's unchanging, what we do have in our life that is valuable, that cannot be taken away. And I think the gratitude, the gratitude uh, works alongside those thoughts.
0: And so how about now, like going back, like for everyone going back to school and for parents who are getting ready for their kids to go back to school, which means I always think this is a a strain. It's always it's always been a phrase that made sense until now Mm. because no one's going back to anything. A lot of time you're kind of (laughs) staying home from school. Right. right you're you're going back to school in your house right you're returning to to whatever it was before summer actually happened right there's no going back to school, you're just going <sighs> to school at home right but anyway, there's a return to like whatever normal whatever like post covid normal was um so like what is the gratitude there? I mean not that and here's the thing you know we're not parents, we don't have children, but like I'm just thinking I feel kind of like a collective anxiety for. society and do you know what i mean it's like yeah every so like what kind of gratitude lessons or what kind of gratitude thoughts should we be having now what do you think no right answer promise
1: i mean i just feel like it's important to well first of all i mean i just i i think that normalcy writes itself as um you know by by an extension of time so uh, this like this buzzword of like new normal. I just don't think that's, I don't know, I just don't think it's factual. I think normalcy is established now that this is normal, Mm -hmm. that this is, this is normal because this is what's been going on. This is our life now, you know. But I mean, in, in, I, I just, I think it's important to, to think about what you have every day, what you have right now. That, that's invaluable. I mean like what what can you I mean, whether you're going back to school in a different environment or you're stuck at home working on your computer because your office is shut down, I mean what 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 about those situations is permanent?
0: Yeah, and it's hard to know. And you and I were talking today actually about about students, and we, we were we were started our conversation about students learning. Uh, remotely and thinking, you know, some are at a disadvantage, some, most would rather be in school. Right. And then we started thinking about those students who are probably relieved yeah, that they don't have to be in school and be performing every day for their classmates. Like, like yeah. I can think, uh, like my niece and some of her friends and I, and I, you know, you know, I've talked about her before and, and I think I know that some of her friend group probably is relieved that they don't have to wear a certain type of clothes right. and talk a certain kind of way and, right. and and I think there I think there are some people who actually thrive now that they don't have to confront the mm-hmm. the negative energy or the anxiety of having to be in school every day. So I guess I'm saying I'm sure some of some people who feel that way, those social anxieties probably are super grateful Mm -hmm. that they don't have to experience school in that normal way. Or some of those, some people who, who work remotely are probably super grateful. They don't have to be in the car and waste two or more hours a day running their kids back and forth and Mm -hmm. running themselves back and forth to work. And they feel like they can invest more in their family and invest more in their relationships. And, 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 and I, I think of course that makes, and of course we should be grateful for that as, as much as there are things to worry about.
1: Right, what I kind of hear you saying is that gratitude then can be very different for 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 every person, right? It's so,
0: situational, and it's right. also depends on your temperament and the right. way and and your struggles and your challenges. Yeah,
1: so people can be <clears throat> in the same type of environment and then be grateful for completely different things. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So it's extremely personal. So being grateful is 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 a, is a personal, a personal recipe, I guess.
0: Right. So, and then what do we tell that individual or that student who's like suffering, they can't handle being by themselves. They need to be with people or that, you know, the, the executive and she can't go to work and be with her team the way she normally wants to. What do we tell those people? Not that we're, it's our job to tell those people anything, but like, how do we, you know, how do we, you know, help establish gratitude you know, if we were those people in those situations,
1: I remember, like growing up and thinking about gratitude a lot, and thinking like, I'm just kind of getting frustrated because I thought that if I was grateful, in a bad situation, that I would somehow feel better, mm. I would somehow, mm. um, or my situation would change. That was a that was a big lie that I believed. And to answer your question, I think, I I think the feeling comes after. I, I don't think that the feeling is immediate. I think it's um, I think it it follows some of the time. I don't think it's I don't think it's all the time. I mean, we could I mean think about the most horrible situation. And for some of these people, it it is it is working from home or it is you know doing schoolwork from home as in the fifth grade. I mean, for some of, for some people that is the most horrible situation for you know for various personal reasons, and we totally get that. And being grateful may not change the, the way that they feel. But I think what it does is it, it opens your eyes to a broader perspective of your situation. And it allows, it, it frees your mind of this this constraint and this narrowness. And it, it allows your mind to open up and to kind of zoom out and see the whole situation for a, a bigger picture than just this myopic view of... The, the bad you know the bad feelings that that you experience during those times so i think it's i think it's sometimes less about like the emotion and the feeling and i i think a lot of times it's just about being strategic mm. and i think it's it it goes hand in hand with being with um you know being learning how to cope and learning how to navigate and maneuver your way through a situation i don't i don't think it's always uh um you know like like putting um you know, ointment on a wound, and to kind of soothe it. I think a lot of times it's like, you know, it's like navigating your way out of a cave. Like, how can I see more light? How can I expand my view of this?
0: So it's like you're saying, constantly challenging yourself with that large picture view.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Ab- absolutely challenge yourself with the, with the larger view, and and I just think it's really important to note that the, that the the feeling, the the warm fuzzy feelings, and. I just don't think that's always, I don't think that's always there. I think sometimes, but I think it's wrong. And I think you're doing yourself a disservice to rely on that feeling.
0: Sure. That makes sense to me. It really does. So I think you have a group that's going to be, that is completely relieved to be home. Super thankful. Right. Um, work from home, whether school or work. And then you have another group who's probably wondering if they can spend another minute in isolation. Right. Um, And is wondering if the professional world will pass them by. If, like I was saying, the executive who can't meet with her team, who can't go in and demonstrate her abilities or whatever she may feel she is unable to do now that she's at home. Mm -hmm. So I guess that that brings us to what, you know, what we talked about in the, the opening intro, what you what you what you read. And so I think that the final question is like, you know, how do we do gratitude?
1: I think that's I think that's dependent on, um, each individual. Cause I think people ex- express things differently. I I think there's, I think there's a few ways that, that, that we can do gratitude. I think for, for people like you and me who are verbal and, um, articulate with our, with the way that we feel, we love to talk about how we feel. Um, I think just, just calling a friend and talking about what, what's great in your life. Mm-hmm. Talking about the the, the positive, unchanging, uh, wonderful things in your life is a is an awesome way to express your gratitude and to kind of um, realign yourself, to center yourself, and to write yourself. As you say, I think some people express gratitude through acts of service. Um, I think some mm-hmm. people really do find that their perspective changes to something more. Um, more grateful when they do something kind for someone else sure. so I, I think it just depends on the, the person and their temperament what do yeah. you think
0: no i th- I think that makes a lot of sense i think realizing that gratitude is not passive it's mm. not it, it's active
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and you, that's what you're saying you know you're either <clears throat> excuse me you're either you know serving others you're either calling up your friend and forcing each other because that's really what you're doing is this kind of accountability you're trying to say look We need to articulate this. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, some of these, some of these uh, ways that we experience gratitude uh, may feel passive, but I think, I think that probably the best ways are in an active form. And that is, you know, forcing yourself to articulate it, forcing yourself to write things down. Maybe a gratitude journal will help, Mm -hmm. you know, will help you. Um, It may help me. I don't, I don't journal as much as I, I did at one time journal a lot, like through high school and early into college, but I don't. I don't journal anymore, but maybe that would be good. And maybe it's because I just didn't feel like I was had someone who really understood me, you know, that I was talking to regularly like you. Um, so, but I think you, you know, you've got to do the work and you can't rely on the feeling coming first. Right. Um, you know, gratitude is tough. Um, and it's, it's much more, it's much more difficult um, it's much more difficult, I think, for some of us in certain times, you know, yeah. and that's why I brought up, you know, COVID and going back to school. You know, I think, you know, I'm not going to tell you if your spouse just passed away or if your child, for instance, just got COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you to be grateful. You know, I'm not going to be obnoxious and say that. I, are there things to be grateful for in those times? Sure. Am I going to be presumptuous and tell you what I think they are? No.
1: Right.
0: But I mean, I I know that in, you know, difficult situations, if you can force yourself to be grateful, you'll do better. Like something mm-hmm. recently yeah. happened in my life. And, I you know, when you something happens and it comes up and it kind of wrecks your day and you kind of think, I'll get around it, I'll move past it, but it keeps asserting itself. Mm-hmm. And we've talked before on 100 Days about, like, you know, that the discipline of kind of watching an emotion come in and just right. like letting it go and you can kind of watch it pass and and I, you know, maybe I over-romanticize that thinking I can just do that quite easily but when certain things come up that are difficult I think it's really difficult to do that and I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I mentioned before that I kind of feel like I'm getting a little bit better dealing with letting anger dissipate more quickly but sometimes things just stick with you and kind yeah. of keep like poking you and it's... It's hard to be grateful in those moments, but I think, you know, calming your mind down and actually going through the things that you have to be thankful mm. for are is helpful, you know? And yeah. I think in that situation for me, it, it was helpful. Did that make everything better instantly? No. <laughs> did, I, did, did I feel like, though, that that put me in a place where I could kind of like feel like more of myself, feel like I was doing something better than wallowing in either self-pity or anger? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think yeah, I I would totally agree. I think sometimes um the think the things that you choose to to dwell on, the things that you choose to be thankful for don't necessarily even have to be related to the thing that wrecked your day. I mean, like when you were having your bad day, you probably weren't trying to pair a negative emotion with a a positive, grateful one that kind of came from the same place. Oh no. Probably thinking of just generalized things in your life that you are grateful for.
0: I completely detached myself from that situation.
1: Right. And it, it, right. And it shifts, it shifted Mm -hmm. your, your vision to, to something that, that is constant.
0: And I kept having to do it.
1: Right. So it it
0: would come up and then I would go back into that that situation. And then I would come out of that situation and think, okay, again, you know, Jeremy, just, you know, think about those things which you can be thankful for. Right. And it was it was it was completely detaching from that situation and not trying to harness the. You know, the the quote unquote, you know, not try to find the silver lining to that situation because as far as I'm concerned, there isn't one. Well, no, so, And that's but. a
1: great that's I, I love that you say that because sometimes there really is not anything good that comes out of a, a situation. Mm. And I think we need to accept that. I mean, horrible things happen and you have, you know, it's sometimes it's sometimes, I guess, naive or foolish to say. You know where is that silver lining? Right. Well, sometimes there really just isn't one. Right, maybe, right. maybe the quote-unquote silver lining is like you have, you know, you have money to buy your groceries. I mean, it could be right. completely unrelated.
0: And and for some of you who may be thinking, wow, what a wonderful cushy life you both must live because you have no idea what I've been through. You know, I I you know I concede that right. I concede that, you know that there could be someone listening who has gone through things I cannot contemplate the the level and depth of pain or loss. Uh, So again, I'm not presuming to tell, you know, anyone what to do. I just know for what I've experienced and when I have bad days and when I encounter situations that are overwhelming and they do occur from time to time, that, 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 that gratitude has helped me. Mm. Um, And, that for me, it's a quicker way out of the morass of trying to deal with the negativity and struggling through how to feel about that negativity. I just, it's easier for me to just detach and I, I, maybe detach is not the right word, but to redirect my energy toward the things that make my life wonderful.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. I love that.
0: So. Maybe this is a good place to end it, and um, and then we can move into our our next session.
1: Our gratitude session.
0: Right. So <laughs> we don't get it. We we right. We don't get to have time off from gratitude just because we talked about gratitude. You want to just go into it? Let's yeah. Go, let's go into it. We don't have to do a hard cut to go into it.
1: Yeah, of course. So, I'll ask you. So, what are you? What are you grateful for today?
0: Um, I am super grateful that even throughout COVID that I got a chance to see friends that I haven't seen some in years. Yeah. You know, I got a chance to, to travel and see a friend of mine in DC. I got a chance to see um, a friend in South Florida. Of course I got to come here. Um, I mean, I got to do some things that I probably wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah. Um, I think you know and i'm certainly not the first person to come up with this idea but i think you know you know this time of covid has allowed a lot of us to kind of reconnect with people that we have lost track of to become better brothers sisters you know partners mm-hmm. daughters sons whatever because we have we have more time where we're together with our families So, but anyway, again, I'm making this more general, but about me specifically, just that I've gotten a chance to, to see, to see some people and to see some friends that I've lost track of. And it's been great. Kind of, I kind of feel like a brat about it. Like I got to do too much, but, but um, (laughs) you did
1: have quite the summer. I did.
0: So no, it's, so it's been super good. Um, and now I'm kind of missing friends that I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm looking forward to getting back to them too. But how about you?
1: I love that. What am I grateful for today? Oh, gosh, we just did a whole podcast on gratitude, and this, this always stresses me out. Because I have to, like... I be, never, creative. I never be creative. Be creative like, now. Find, and, find an yeah, idea like, now. Be creative on the spot. Like, don't don't talk about ice cream, Rebecca. Like, talk about something You can go for the easy win. <laughs> no. So, okay. So, what am, what am I thankful for today? So, um, I, as you know, am my job has been moved to, um, in-home, like, like millions of other people's jobs have. And, um, I'm just really grateful for my, um, the, the people that I work with, they are awesome and they, they are, they're willing to, they're, they're willing, what I've noticed with the the, 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 my supervisor specifically is that they're, they're willing to be themselves, um, online and on camera. And I feel like I'm interacting with the same type of people that I would see at my work building. And I think it's really comforting. I just feel like it's, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I I think I admire that about, about my supervisors. I think it's just, they, they are, you know, I think it shows trustworthiness and, um, really good leadership skills. So I'm grateful no, for that's that. Great. I'm, I'm grateful for, um, you know, a, a positive work environment. And I really feel like, I really feel like I have that. So yeah, I'm
0: thankful I mean, for that. there are several articles about how yeah. most, most people are willing to do the most horrible kinds of work if their supervisors are awesome, you know? Yeah. And, and they're not willing to do the most amazing work if their supervisors are terrible. Like it's, right. it's just, I, I was lucky to have uh, an amazing supervisor in a past position and it made all the difference. So I get it. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. there's a bunch of people listening who get that too. So right. no, you're totally, you're totally lucky.
1: Yeah. And, Super grateful for that. makes, it makes working uh, a lot more enjoyable.
0: So, yeah. You feel supported and yeah, it's huge. Absolutely. All right.
1: So now we talk about confessions where we confess our love to each other. And I'm just going to tell, them, <laughs> so I'm going to tell the listeners cause I like, Talking to the listeners, but you know, you have one life. You have probably, if if you're like us, probably like a handful of people that you consider true friends or true companions, and tell them that you love them. Tell people why you love them. Tell people that you need them. It. Is kind of like a form of gratitude. Sure. Of course, it's centered towards someone else in a. No,
0: but that's good.
1: Using a slightly different emotion, but I mean, it's it's very similar. So I just encourage you, go confess your love to somebody in your life that you're close to. You will be, you will be better for it, and so will they.
0: Now, little little analysis, real quick. Why do you think so?
1: Why do I think the yeah? You just made that
0: yeah. Why did you, you just said that statement? I want you to defend it.
1: Absolutely, I will. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm on trial now no I just think that I just think that you know people I, I I've you, you and I both share this We, we think about everything in terms of like finality and something that I have you know just thought about for years was like if you know if someone you loved were to pass away or to be out of your life like would you regret not telling them how much they meant to you yeah and i guess as a as a really sensitive child and sensitive adult and person like that's something i think about on the regular
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it i guess it kind of plagues me mm-hmm. it really kind of motivates my my interactions with people that's so
0: good.
1: but I, I feel like it's a good motivator you I know think so. we have one we have one life and you you need to live as if right. it's your last day.
0: And and I and I don't know that you're saying this but maybe I can add to it is is just that like even if you're a certain type of individual who may not feel this overwhelming feeling that accompanying accompanies that confession of love for a family member or someone close um you know it might just be an amazing thing for them to experience yeah Uh, that honest confession from you
1: yeah it's like a gift
0: you know so when we do this for each other you know it really does it does feel like this this huge amazing gift right so maybe 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 we should let each other off the hook this week maybe we shouldn't give each other a confession of love oh i'm totally kidding wait what you're looking at me you're looking at me you're (laughs) you're like like, how dare you how dare you have a podcast and not give me a confession (laughs) of love all right so uh <laughs> since oh i'll oh, I'll do it why don't we always act like it's why a chore is,
1: yeah why are you acting like that's a I'm chore just i thought you Fine, loved me
0: i'll give you a confession of i love. thought i
1: was your best friend in the whole wide universe and now whole you're wide
0: universe you're whining about m- having to say what okay, you love right, about right, me right, you're right okay so okay, that's not true that's not true so um <laughs> i think you know and we've we've given this kind of confession of love so i hope it's I've given this before, but I, I just want to kind of tailor it to, to what's, what's lately happened. And that is, um, I, I love that we, we are like. You know, we were just right. talking about this the other day, you know, that you know, it's so nice to interact with someone who understands our specific love language yes so like when I give you words or I write you a note or you write me a note or you say something to me or you leave me a sticky or I do it for you you know what I mean like when Mm -hmm. we do those things for each other like it's like we are are really sending the message you know we are really sending that message of love in a way that you and I completely resonate with all the time you know and if you know you read books and articles about love languages, and it could be acts of service, it could be quality time, or however different authors delineate the different types of loves. For for Becky and I, our primary one is is really is really words. So, I just love that we kind of share that. It makes, for as difficult as communication is with people you love, it makes this kind of communication better and easier. And I don't mean easier in a, like, let me off the hook kind of way. I just mean easier as in just on a, a more like, mm-hmm. I'm just relieved.
1: Absolutely. Oh, that's so sweet. I know you and I both talk a lot about, um, people who have very, you know, different kinds of relationships. And a lot of times you'll see like person one or person a, uh, give a certain type of love to person b and for for person a that love is genuine and real but for person b they they see it as an act of love but they're like that's not my love language therefore i can't really receive it in the way that i know how so there's a disconnect there yeah yeah. so yeah it's totally awesome that we have the same type of love because we we receive it the same way and we give it the same way so thank you okay ask me what I love about you
0: all right enough about me what do you love about me (laughs) bad joke
1: (laughs) okay that actually confirmed what I was going to say um so what I love about you is that you are just so funny I I I think humor is of course as I say as I'm saying this I'm realizing that I I sound like I think I'm so funny, and it's true. I I think I'm hilarious, but I love, <laughs> I love, I love that you are so funny. It's humor is so important to me. Um, like I said, I think I'm funny, but like I also just appreciate quality humor, and I just think that you're so funny. And to me, uh, humor is is on like the same level as like a person's like you know qualities that they take with them to the grave like it's it's equally as important and i just think that you're so funny and it's something that i really like about you just in a general way but i i absolutely love that about
0: you gosh thank you i love that compliment i'll take that (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't
1: like to be told that they're funny oh
0: gosh it's better (laughs) than being told i'm i'm attractive which also doesn't happen often but anyway (laughs) I'm kidding, but no, seriously, that's super sweet. So thanks. Aww. Well, this has been great, as usual.
1: Hey, we've reached double digits for our podcast I know, now. 10. Episode 10. I know. One zero. zero.
0: I know, it's like a, an anniversary of sorts. Um, but hang around for a minute or two, and, um, and Becky will tell you um, how to get in touch with us if you'd like to. It's been a pleasure to be with you today, so thanks.
1: If you would like to reach out to us with any questions or comments or suggestions, we would love to hear from you. Or if you just want to say hi, send us an email at 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com, not 100, but just 100. Also, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our handle is 100daysayearpodcast. Go ahead and give us a follow.